Ali Alvarigo here. I apologize about this morning's technical glitches. We, we, it's my fault. Um, of course, you know, inevitably, you know, um, the phone or the computer will happen and things will go wrong. And uh, obviously now I'm on my phone doing the uh, Facebook Live video for uh, our page. So if um, Dwayne and Mike are out there, all you have to do is uh, link in and say hello. And once you're on the page, then I could accept you into this text, into this message. And I seem a little frazzled, so I apologize. I was just under my desk trying to figure out what's going on and uh, seeing why things aren't working. And of course, my camera didn't work. So uh, let's see. I'm going to go on Facebook on the computer. There I am. Now I just have to accept to get you guys on here. So we're live on Martial Arts School Owners, the closed group. And uh, we do have a really special guest. And uh, we're excited about that. Dwayne is watching. I want to see if I can invite Dwayne. So let's click on that and invite him. Can I do that? Can't bring Dwayne on camera. They can't join the broadcast at this time. <laughs> Dwayne. Oh, my goodness. It's saying that I can't bring you on right now. Why? Why? Um, let's try this one more time. Um, Dwayne is here. I don't know, guys. I apologize. I, I, I'm not sure what the story is. Um, let me see if, all right, I'm typing to my friend right now. Dwayne, uh, is uh, Sensei Bodansky, are you out there? Um, if you're on, let me, uh, just sign in to the closed group and then I should be able to see you and hopefully get you on. Um, what does that camera thing mean? Oh, I guess allow your viewers to request to join. Yes, Dwayne. Okay. Okay, bear with me, guys. The camera's on right now. Um, there's a little bit of glitch here, but uh, let me... All right, Willie's out there, a good friend of mine. I'm not sure. Maybe the video's going to come back on. It looks like it's all kind of, uh, geez, I don't know what's going on with the video here. I'm going to refresh my screen, see if it shows the video up better. Okay, I'm live there. Okay, that seems to be okay. I Now I just got to get Sensei Bozdansky online, and if Dwayne signs back in, we can maybe get him in. Um not so loving the camera angle, so let me go to this side here. You get to see some of my guitars in the background. Uh, I apologize. I'm just rambling, and this is just ridiculous. So let me just see what the status is and who signed in. And here's Sensei Bodansky. Let's get him on. Bring him on camera. Mike, friends will be able to see the video. Okay, bring him in. Two. Hey, sir. How you doing? Oh my goodness! Right when what is that old saying? What what, what could go wrong will always go wrong. That's right, right. Murphy's Murphy. law. Yeah, let me see if I can attach Dwayne and see. It says I still can't bring Dwayne up. They can't join your broadcast. I don't know, but anyway, so it's you and I then, I guess. And Dwayne said I could do it with a. Oh, he said try now, Dwayne. We have all these forms 
Dwayne, it just keeps saying I, I, they can't join your broadcast at this time. I don't know why you can't join. Um, but anyway, so I, I wanted to, uh, he said, okay, try now. Let me try one more time and see. Nope. All right, Dwayne, I guess I'm going to have to do this without you. I, I miss having you here because you have so much insight. I apologize. Um, so, Sensei, thanks for being here. Welcome. And do we call him or Sensei? Like what, I, what, I, I use uh, Kwanjanim. 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 Okay, so so thank you for being here. We know each other forever. We talked about this. We had a little lunch at the diner um, in, in Putnam, Connecticut, not too long ago when I was honored and privileged to come and teach at your school. And we said, we have to do more of this brainstorming. I mean, you've been in business for what? How many years at the school? Well, there? this is a full-time school owner, 30 years. Uh, in January, 30. we celebrated 30 years. I taught part-time, you know, as a hobby, five, six years before that. And I, I started karate in 1969. I started teaching from my teacher back then. We did Kyokushin Karate. And right. I've always been teaching some peripherally. And then just started to make the whole story felt it went full time 30 years ago. And so uh, we went from a 7,500 square foot building to almost 13,000 square feet in this building here. So it's been quite a yeah, journey. 30 years. At your school. Good number. I was at your school. It's massive. It's gorgeous. You know, and um, I did a little Facebook Live video from there. And, um, you know, I travel the world teaching and I've been to some really shady operations and some beautiful schools. And I mean, yours is up there with all the beautiful schools that I've seen and um, massive gym, right? You have yeah. how many, like, what do you, what, what do you have as far as square footage just in the physical, the, the weightlifting gym portion? That's probably about 5,000 square feet there. Incredible. It's like probably sometimes double most martial arts schools. And that's just one little portion of your school. Right. And your mat, mat space is how big? Uh, we have about. 6,500 square feet in two rooms, wow. and it's all swaying mats. We just put all new swaying mats in the big room. So Yeah, that's unbelievable. I, and by the way, for those that are listening, um, beautiful lobby, really great, you know, entrance area, front desk area, totally. And when I say beautiful, I mean, you know, laid out pretty, decorated pretty, you know, looks clean and organized and everything that you would want to see in a really high-end professional operation. And um, you're off the beaten path, though, too. You're kind of like in the back of like, a, you know, it almost like behind some shopping centers. So it, it proves to sh and shows that you could do this, um, you know, and, and still not be on the main drag, right? Yeah, it, it's, uh, you know, we're not someplace where people might drive by and pull and say, I'm going to take a martial arts class. So, you know, when they come here, it's because it's a destination and they've heard about it. So we're just right behind one of the biggest shopping centers in town. And so, you know, I say, people, look over the top of that building. You can see us. And, you know, it's funny. I lived in this town for years and never knew this building was here until one day I was looking to, to increase our space. I said, you know, I'd driven by this building for decades and then realized it was right. here. So, you know, now what people know we're just we're a landmark now. That's that's crazy. I, I love that. And um, when I pulled up, I'm like, oh, did I did I make the wrong turn? But <laughs> then I pulled down road and then there's this massive facility you know so it's it was incredible to see and always makes me happy to see good people doing well and succeeding so i'm honored and um we go back a long way you and i i mean from the 1980s right. where we I, i'm with my old my teacher i shouldn't say my old teacher still my teacher oh sensei felix vasquez and do performances you were always into the community so you back then you used to do dare right and right. do a fun every year to raise money for the D.A.R.E. Uh, oh, program. We did it 15 years. You know, so, because I knew, you know, when I wanted to do something community service oriented to bind us to the community. And, you know, we'd like the kids to still do something. Like we're going to do Earth Beautification Day coming up. But we did it 15 years. We raised over $50,000 for the D.A.R.E. program. 
Uh, it gave me relationships with all the principals and the police officers and, and the chiefs in town. And actually, one of my uh, black belts started to become chief of police in our town. But, uh, right. I, was, I was telling Dwayne, I said, you know, you got to become rooted to the community. And, you know, so there's the business part and there's the humanitarian part. And, uh, you know, we got to be people of service. And so we give back. The more you give, the more you get. And so I think the D.A.R.E. program. But see, the problem was after we moved to this building 15 years ago, I said, I'm going to take a year sabbatical and I'll get back to the D.A.R.E. program. Well, it's been 15 years and I haven't gotten back to it. We do other community activities right. quite a bit. Right. But that was a real passion for me because one of my good friends, Master Steve Best, um, he became addicted to drugs. And I said, if it could happen to someone with such a strong personality, we need to do something to help him, to help everybody. Because not the person, you know, the person that's five or eight or 10 now, that will be a drug addict in 10 years. You know, we need to right. find stuff. So even though sometimes I think D.A.R.E. gets a little bit of a bad rap for not being effective, it's better than nothing. And uh, so we need well, to give people self-defense against drugs. Yeah, and you know what, though? Um, in, in any martial arts school owner, a decent martial arts school owner's defense, you're doing that on a daily basis, aren't you? I mean, we're, we're reaching out into the lives of our younger students all the way up to adults, you know, at, at any age when they join, because it seems like sometimes the majority of people are searching for something when they come to a martial arts school. And um, you're doing that on a day-to-day -day basis. Not only did you do this big event at the end of the year, but you're doing it on a day-to-day -day basis by teaching and being there. And by the way, you're, you're on the floor i mean you've been doing this for 30 years and i came in and you were teaching saturday morning right so, um how do you keep let me ask you these questions how do you how do you stay motivated so the school owners 30 plus years you're still out there teaching you're still giving the speeches you're you know your right. class i watch it's exciting it's energetic i mean how do you do it how, how what, give, <laughs> give people some i think yeah uh, it's a good question um i i still train i had a total knee replacement a year ago December. And five months after that, I was able to kick over my head again. Um, I'm still training. You know, I'm sparring and grappling. You know, I think we do Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu too as part of our, our program for black belts. And and so, you know, I, I I don't know. It's just, I've always, you know, martial arts saved my life because I was bullied as a kid and beat up. And, and so yeah. I know that I have to try to be a product of the product. I have to, you know, give what I, what I get. And so, I just don't think you could be a good teacher by sitting drinking coffee. So I'm out there training right. with the students when we do the, you know, the testing and the, you know, the push-ups and sit-ups. I do them along with everybody else. You know, we're lucky we have the gym. Wow. So I lift weights. I ride the bike. I hit the bag. Um, we, you know, we do forms. We do weapons. We do, you know. So I'm I'm teaching just about every day, and I have a lot of fun doing it. And you know, there's teachers that's that. So you get that one smile, and boy, it just lights you up for the for the day. Yeah, isn't it? it's easy. It, 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 but that, those things that the kid the kids say that are just you know outlandish but hysterical you know and I had a kid the other day who was four years old cracking me up like during the class you know so uh, and that's what makes it all fun but let me ask you this going a little bit deeper you know um, the for, we're on a closed group so this is mostly only martial arts school owners and senseis right so. Um, what is it that drives you? Because, you know, we always have our struggles. You know, there are those families that sometimes give you a hard time or maybe a staff member or a student that I, I was telling a mom the other day, um, they, uh, they decided they were going to move, but they weren't sure when. So they wanted to pull the kids out. Then they, thank goodness, changed their mind and they're going to stay until they, if they ever move. Um, but I said to the parent, I said, you know what, i your kids have been with me for five years. I, I'm attached to them. And then all of a sudden at the drop of a dime, you're like, oh, we're not going.
going anymore. Um, and then they're pulled right out of our lives. And I don't think people really get how attached we become to those kids' lives, those students' lives, and having yeah. them around and so on. How do you deal with things like that? Um, I think you know, when I was talking to Dwayne before we started this, uh, you know, we asked, he was asking me some questions. I said, you know, we're creating a mini community and uh, we have our own culture. And so my bachelor's degree is in psychology. My minor was in sociology. Sociology is the study of groups. And so people will come here that are like-minded to what we do. So you have to study the social dynamics of the group, which, you know, you have to be a sociologist to study the sociology of, of groups. But I think people got to know what binds a group. And you got to say what you do and do what you say. So, you know, nobody swears in this school. Everybody says yes, sir, and yes, ma'am. And, you know, and when I catch kids outside, you know, they, they, they need to bow to this inside or out, the respect level as they're bowing, be respectful. Yeah. You know, right from the first class, I dictated, said, bow to your parents. I said, who should you be right. respectful to? Karate teachers or parents. And about 75% say karate teachers. I go, I'm not feeding you dinner. Yeah. Be respectful to your parents. And yeah. so, you know, the culture of the school is critical. And so constantly be reminding your staff, your students, your instructors, and it comes from the top down. If if that doesn't happen and you start to make a little slip, pretty soon 1% of deviation turns into 99% deviation. So it needs a constant inspection and reminder. We do a leadership class. Um, and so when we do the leadership class, we talk about problem areas or preventative measures. And But number one, it's always about the respect part. And so that's fundamental. Mm. So, so I think if we have that in the school, the word of mouth is just going to – take you wherever you want to go you don't even have you know you know how many thousands of dollars have we spent on advertising right and then you know people come and they go i heard from my friend yeah and so you know we we have to do it to be out there but i think you know it's you know if you have a good product people will bring their friends in like boundary people well, what they call there's two different types of marketing there's outside in which is advertising bringing people in the door and then inside out which is your clients being your biggest voice right you know their friends when someone comes in telling them things about how great you are um, suggesting you referring you leaving your flyers or whatever elsewhere and that is because you built a culture and by the way I have to say like I noticed right away the minute I walked in the kids came up hi sir how are you right. that level of respect was at a really high level I thought it was amazing and um, I have to say that um, we're not a yes sir no sir hi you know that kind of type of school we're more of the Japanese thing but I, you know, we're very respectful in the same regards as you, but I love that your kids were so on point. Hi, sir. How are you, sir? Yes, sir. I even had one cute little girl. She goes, sir, um, you need to tighten that knot on your belt. And I'm like, okay, my belt's really thick. It doesn't go any tighter. But she was so adorable. That's the one kid that spent the time with me, took photos with me at the end, and it was great. So tell me about, you know, 30 years in business. Um, what are some of your main false fall to fall back on you know fail safe tools that you keep your schools growing you know through maybe the summer or you know year round what do you use uh, what are your philosophies on keeping your school hopping and popping I, I think you know it's you have to do some acts of marketing every day and we know that Facebook is probably a critical element even though Facebook is going through all these privacy issues people love having a uh, my psychology background Maslow's five laws one is a sense of belonging. People like to belong to groups. And so the right. Facebook group that you create uh, for your school is of critical importance. And so we post to it sometimes several times a day, sometimes a clip, sometimes a, a video. And I, I did use your I'm, uh, thing the other day you taught me. 
and I did a which video, had, and it came out great. I got a lot of good feedback on it, so I want to thank you for that. Which which one was it? What one? Well, you told me to go to iMovie and use the trailer. Oh, and pick one of those right. out. So I threw it together. I threw. I looked at it and went. I was amazed how easy it was. Oh, oh, it's great, and isn't it? How professional look coming out. Music. Yeah. Uh, fades and swipes. Really great. Yeah. Really easy. Exactly. So I'd recommend that to school owners. And, you know, Shian Ali, you know, that was a great, great tip. And I will be stealing that for, for years to come. Yeah, but, but it is. That's what we share. But I, I think that, you know, we need to always be marketing. So if I'm in the grocery, if I, if I can't do a half a dozen acts of marketing a day, I'm at a deficit. And so, mm. so if I go to the grocery store and I see kids with their parents, I'll go up to the parents and say, your kids might be interested in karate. Here's my, my card for a free pass. I never gave them to the kid. Like the kid might go for it. I said, excuse me, did I make it a, a professional self-defense lesson? I go, I'm a stranger to you. I can't give you my card. You should right. take it from a stranger. I'll give it to your parents. And then you can, if they're saying it's okay, you can do the same thing when I go to schools, which I get into schools right. routinely. Um, we, we need to be marketing in some fashion. So uh, Facebook is critical. Um, you know, and we added Instagram so you can cross post because I went to a marketing seminar, you know, about what age demographics do, uh, what, what, uh, uh, which, um, Facebook Pla platforms that we're using. And right, so, right. so, so I, I, that way, but every day and, uh, and I love it when people take pictures and they post them on their Facebook and then link me to it. Yeah. And so right away I'm reaching, you know, thousands of people in, in, in right. the, the, the web is our friend and. If we're not doing it every day, a couple acts of marketing. But I go, I go to the grocery store. I go for a coffee. Uh, I leave a tip. I leave my card with a tip uh, wherever I can. I'm, uh, you know, yeah. it's not a place that I would go that I'm always handing out something. And, and isn't isn't that interesting? I, I, you know, um, my fiance Nicole, um, she had said to me, "There's not, there's no way that you can't." That for me, she says, "There's no way that you don't have a conversation where you segue into, hey, I own a martial arts school right. in town,' and like, and I wish my team, my staff, was doing that as much as I was. But, right. but I mean, I don't have a conversation with with a new person without letting them know what I do and where I where I do it. And by the way, I was at the. Um, Kevin O'Leary seminar, Mr. Wonderful, yesterday at, um, you know, from Shark Tank. Right, that looks cool. And he did, I wrote the note on it. It was pretty important. He said that he, with all his businesses, he has a full team that scours the internet to make sure that he's got positive response. Um, and if someone is unhappy and they're speaking negatively, as he said, they're raving about, you know, or ranting about his, uh, their, their bad experience, he says he has a team that's always working on correcting that negative. Even if they're just saying, hey, I'm really sorry, what can we do? We'll do anything to make it better. Just so that people could see there's a response that you're willing to try to make it better. Right. He said that's better than ignoring it or fighting with them and yeah. so on. And yeah. um, so the internet could be our friend. It could also be our enemy oh, at sure. times. But if we handle it the right way, it'll work well. So, so give me some tips on what you think a school owner should be doing now. So it's April going into May, May, June, July. Uh, most of the time I'm holding up my quote fingers, right? Most people say, this is our slow time, right? What, uh, what am I going to do? So what do you do to not make it a slow time? Well, I'll, I'll back that up a second. First, I'll say we're planning our fall in 2019 events now because right. we already put in place our, our summer planning. And so, because mm -hmm. so, that has to be done way ahead of time, so you, could, you don't have to, right. you, don't, you don't have to it, it come up with it, you just it, execute the plan. And so, yeah. we started already uh, uh, mentioning to our students, pre-framing the summer, 
by saying, you know, in the summer, we're going to do this. In the summer, we're going to do that. And we have, so we're pre-framing it. Rather than people decide now, should we go? I already got the kids excited about summertime. You know, you can exactly. see some amazing things. And we have certain things that we do regularly every summer that we just repeat because they've been so mm-hmm. successful. Um, we're really fortunate because our elevation over the town overlooks one of the big events of the whole town. Uh, it's right. our annual fireworks 4th of July event. And when I first bought this building, people said, hey, we sit in the, in the parking lot when it was empty and watch the fireworks. It's the best view in town. And oh, wow. I everybody. I have students that no longer train that come back for the fireworks show. Wow. And we do a free hot dog cookout. People bring potluck. And we'll have hundreds of people. People will park up and down the street to come and they just yeah. lawn chairs. And we have a big event. We have music. We have moon bounce. Uh, we, we have we have such an event. We take pictures and, you know, we're doing Facebook Live. We're doing all sorts of things. So that's one of the yeah. big, big events of, of the summer. And so we we, pre, we started pre-framing that at our annual banquet in February because we wanted to be able to paint the picture for the summer going, you can't, you can't, don't wait until these things are coming, get signed up now. So that's, right. that's one big event. And then um, we, we get it now. We used to beg people to do demos. Now people call us all the time. Can I have to turn demos down if we have double bookings, but we, right. we do demonstrations, which the kids love to do the demonstration team. And we give them some extra curriculum, do some gymnastics, mm. do the choreography and the kids have gotten really good at it. And so, but, you know, it's one of our biggest marketing tools of the summer. And so people right. need repetition, repetition, repetition. They see the ads. They talk to people. They see the demonstration. And then finally they show up. And so uh, we have a nice event just a block from us downtown where, I, where the, our old building used to be. Yeah. We close the streets off first Friday of every month. Everyone is theme-based. And they, we put shows on there every first Friday. And people, wow. people will come up and they ask us. We, we're booked all summer for every first Friday up until October. And so, mm-hmm. so we have that in place. We have a big agricultural fair, Labor Day, uh, Labor Day weekend, and we're always Friday night at 6.30. Friday night for that, that event is like the class reunion of all the nine-town area. All the local people go on Friday nights. So when we go there on Friday, I see students that I haven't seen in 5, 10, 15, 20 years. Their kids come up. They come up, they take pictures with us. And they reconnect, and it's it's so such a big event. So we do those things. So so we have these uh, the events go on and on and on, and sometimes we set up tables there, and you know we volunteer for the setup or cleanup. So we're making our presence there. So we just we don't want to just show up. We want to be part of it. So you know people. So you're you're basically what you're saying is you're a staple in the community. You've been there forever, but you're still very involved. Sometimes people say, "Hey, I'm established now. I don't need to do those things." We still march in every Memorial Day parade or, you know, try to do all these things that are connected. I'm always trying to give out gift baskets. I, I in fact, I advertise on Facebook. I say, "Listen, if you have a charity, a fundraiser, anything, just come to me and we'll give you a we have free, free staple gift baskets that we give out for free. Of course, it's for like a one or two month membership, so they'll come in my school and try it but these these charities can auction those off for hundreds of dollars sure. and then really generous and i give them hundreds of passes for two weeks free um so they can give them out to all their attendees of course obviously we're bringing people through the door that way and, and we love that so but it's still part of our community and being a part of everything that you know that's in the the whole entire brand of the community we, we always give those baskets and then we go to the events you know right we'll, we'll go there too and, and support it and then people recognize us and and so it's really it's really nice. And then we do press releases. You know, everything we do, people say to me, said, I see a picture in a paper all the time. I go, because I see right. something in every week. 
But when, when, yeah. when you come, when you, we do a press release, we go to a tournament, we do a press release. Someone has a graduation, right. we do a press release. And, and I have a really good relationship with the papers. And so every week they, they do something. And now they come up to us and they said, oh, we missed your opportunity. Send us the picture you took with a write-up. And so we, we get, we're, I get free advertising for the paper. I advertise there too, but, but, but they, they do such a good job of covering community events and they love us, our action shots and things. And, and so right. they put us in. So we're promoting, that's our, you know, our five or six acts of marketing every day. We, we get out there and we, we hit it every day. But we do it, you know, we, we have these things now in place that we do annually. And so we set up our schedule. Right. And, and if they're big or small, we, we do them no matter what, because that's just what we have to do. So let me ask you this. I've been, I've been big on, um, I've read this book uh, many times over called The Purple Cow. The Purple Cow talks about what's your uniqueness. Have you read it? Seth Godin, I'm a big fan. Yeah, exactly. So, so um, what would you say in your area, you know, separating you, and there are, they're not, is there a large amount of competition, other martial arts schools around you? Uh, there isn't. There's one in the next town down, which okay. is competition because they teach a really kind of a different system, not system of karate, like, you know, like a different martial arts style, but their philosophy, their culture of their right. group is, is much different than ours. And if people come here and they say, I'm going to check out the other school, I go, you go ahead. Let me know what you think. The only problem is if they go to that school first, they think all martial arts schools are just like that. And then they won't come to me. They go, I tried it. And, you know, I didn't like it. I go, well, they're so different. Um, and so, so the purple cow for us is, it's a, it's a multifaceted thing. I like to think of the Parthenon has many columns to hold it in place. And um, the most qualified karate teacher in, a, in, in the whole state of Connecticut, I would say, because of the different qualifications, I have a bachelor's degree in psychology, I have a master's degree in counseling. My business partner, partner Master Duthorn, was a school teacher for 10 years, guidance counselor. So, uh, so between a male and female sh- a strength, we have right. two pillars that we stand on, both with good right. education background. We work the school every day, all day to improve performance because we're not going to play golf all day and come in and teach karate. That's not what we do. We're, we're, right. we're training and plus we're implementing different systems and always tweaking things. So when people know here, they're going to pay for their membership. They know they're going to get professional experience. And so, and like you said, if, so, if something goes wrong, you go, yes, we made a mistake. I can fix it. Come in and we'll take care of it. I don't, you know, put the blame on them or say we didn't do a mistake. Yeah. Do I mistake or not? I go, I'll take full responsibility. He said, let me fix it right. for you. It was an error in judgment. We're going to learn from that performance so it doesn't happen again. So professionalism, I think, is just critical to, to do that. So when people come here, they know what they're going to get. It's not people show up five minutes before classes to start. Um, then they're, you know, looking for a uniform or, you know, wear the pads. And it's always clean and neat and put away. And if we can show up about professionalism, people will professional. So I have a lot of those things in place that help us to have a better response to the community. That's great. I, I'm sorry my dog's barking in the background. They they kind of know when I'm about ready to talk, and they, they kind of always interrupt. So, well, you say, um, what's, what's your purple cow? What's your uh, uniqueness? Uh, well, uh, you know what? I, it's interesting. It's, it's just an interesting thing, too, because 
I just recently had a questionnaire that I gave to my staff and I said, you know, questions like what, what separates us from the rest or, um, you know, and, and my staff members that are martial artists, they, they have a better grasp. Right. But then my staff members that are program managers that don't train with me, they're more of an employee um, management style. They really don't know other than what they, they believe. Right. So like I, I had to go and spell it out for them. I had to say, you know, we're, we're a ninjutsu school first and foremost. Like, there's no one else that could say that in my area other than the ones that claim they are that were my students that broke off, right? Right. So, uh, but we're, we're very eclectic, as we say. You know, our style is, uh, you know, we have a myriad of different things that we do, as you know, self-defense, weaponry, you know, ground grappling, the whole entire grommet of, of martial arts, the spirituality and philosophy. But I believe that what separates us from the rest is the mystique of the ninjutsu and right. also... The, um, the traditionalism, and I teach old school, but not in the old school mentality where I'm a brutal instructor, which you know, like what I came from. Yeah, I um, uh, you know, but I'm trying to teach people that you know, hey, listen, it's okay to hold people to a higher standard. It's yeah. okay to teach traditions and respect and honor and integrity, not just in the yes sirs and the no sirs and how we stand up straight, but the actual morals and philosophy of it. And that to me, I think quite separates us from the rest, even though that many martial arts schools say the same thing. That's what I do, you know, teach discipline and focus and control. But um, we teach it from a very Asian aspect, right. right? A little bit more philosophical mentality and the ninjutsu, which is a very, it's a big separation for us compared to other schools because no one else could claim that or say that or do it. So that for me is very good. That whole mysticism and the whole ninja motif is, is good for me. It's, it's interesting. You know, we talked uh, somewhere along the, your conversation. I want to mention we have a couple of uh, black belts that came, second degree black belts, and they drive almost an hour to come to train with us. The father, right. son, father is uh, four, mid 40s, son's. 17. Uh, the father's been in martial arts since he was a teenager. They've been in number, uh, he's been in 10 martial arts schools in 20 years because he moved into corporate jobs. And he, says, yeah. he said they did schools all along the, the drive from here to there. And they passed by and passed by. They tried different systems. They drive almost an hour to come train with us. And he says, he says, I've never seen a martial arts school like this. And he goes, right. it's the community. And he goes, plus, you know, we, we have this traditional base of tungsten Korean martial arts, which can be very rigid. But then we have right. that, uh, the idea of, of teaching ninjutsu, teaching jujitsu in the program that give it uh, a, a really good flavor of uh, variety to cover right. you know, street situations, too. And so yeah. he wrote me this beautiful testimonial, which is on our and yours, I, I appreciate very much, too, on our on our Google uh, review, right. which are, I think are really critical because people will Google you way before they come to your yeah. school. Um, right. And so uh, he, he wrote me. And so it really is like giving me social proof that we're right. doing a good job. I think we're doing a good job because, you know, we have hundreds of students, but, and we are able, I'm able to make a living for all these decades. But yeah. when I get someone that's an experienced black belt who's had all these martial arts experiences. It yeah. gives me a different perspective on what we're doing is, is on the right track. So I was really happy about that. Yeah. And you know, it's interesting too, and uh, kudos to you and other instructors that have this high level and experience, but it's sad that, um, like you said before, when they go to other schools, they think that's the norm. Every karate school is the same. And then it's funny, like some of the parents say to me, we love it when you teach our kids. And I'm like, you know, they're like two, two to four-year-olds. I'm like, you know, it took me, you know, 50 years of martial arts. I'm still teaching two to four-year-olds. But what I wish, I don't mind that at all, and I actually enjoy it. But I wish people would realize it's almost like having like a neurosurgeon 
um, checking you out to make sure that you, if you have a sore throat, right? right? You know, or it's having someone who's got, you know, such vast amount of knowledge and they're teaching a two-year-old that you don't need uh, somebody with that amount of experience to teach a two-year-old. However, we do it. And um, I just want sometimes for them to recognize how lucky they are when that happens, you know, like to be in the presence of a master. And, and I'm not saying myself, but somebody like you um, that, uh, People are lucky. This day and age, they don't have that reverence. I talked about that in your school, about how lucky they are to be with you, how lucky they are to come into this vast martial arts school. Um, you know, when there aren't every, – every school is not like that. No. You know, so there – so how do you build a culture in, in your school or with your staff? What do you do to train your staff and keep them on part? And, you know, what are you – what are some of your ideas on that? Uh, I'm, I'm going to go back to the two- and four-year-old group for a second, too. Because okay. each group, each age demographic, group subgroups within the big group, uh, needs need really a lot of coaching to become a teacher of that level. I have a lot of people. We have a lot of instructors. We probably have, and everybody's a paid staff instructor. We have uh, over ten part timers okay. that that teach, and then they, you know, it, it's not to brag, but it's I can see how much better a teacher I am now than I was ten years ago or twenty years ago because I, I made the effort to gauge the results because you can gauge immediately if you're being effective against the student but and each one has to be taught differently whether they're beginner and intermediate or advanced the two hardest groups to teach like the four-year-olds and then black belts you know because right. four-year-olds need to have fun because they still want to play karate and still learn right. discipline and respect and the black belts want all the details and they want to have you know a, a higher level of training and intricacy and you know so today you know we you know our, our morning class we had 10 black belts, you know, maybe another six or eight, you know, adults and some homeschoolers uh, just for a morning class. You because know, on, on a good night, we can put 25 black belts in a class besides red belts and, and green belts. And, and right. Class. But I think every class has to have, you have to be very intuitive to be able to see what and address and modify the group as necessary. But it's a skill yeah. building trying to teach our instructors to teach four-year-olds to be effective and have fun without losing them. Right. And I, I watch them over and over again and say, try this, try this, try this. And they go, you make right. it look easy. I go, I've been doing it for a long time. I know. And I still, you know, try to improve my technique. And I, you have to study what other master teachers do because yeah. and, and how they communicate. So anyway, I want to get back to that because people try to teach the same class to everybody. It doesn't work. And you just right. you lose them. And if you First, you have to have their heart. And then you have to have their mind. Because if you can right. get them emotionally attached to what you're doing by having fun, people won't, won't do it. We can have the hardest karate class on making people laugh. Right. Because we learn more when we're smiling than when we're not. And so people sometimes get, even though we can have, I got some, some people here that can really, they're, they're great fighters. They can box, yeah. kickbox, they can grapple, they can do MMA for a traditional tongue to those cool. They can point spar. And but and they're and they're and they're tough, but they're the most respectful people. Not to find that blend right. is tough. I wanted to segue off to your question. So you go, go yeah. back to your your question you just said again. Well, my question was, and I have to even think back because I got sidetracked on that. So um, and it's funny. I meet with John Oschlager, who's a friend of yours, and you know him yes, very sir. well. We got breakfast every Thursday. Sometimes we're talking and we forget what we're on, and we're like, then we backtrack. Okay, we a great what, we're, arts teacher. Yeah, yeah. But um, my main thing for you was that, you know, with the staff training, do you have um, do you do like special weekly meetings or do you do a staff training program? Is that your leadership team is your staff training as well? Like, how do you build instructors within your school? Because the biggest 
dilemma, I think, for many school owners is that they're a one man show well, and they don't have and they maybe they can't afford at this moment in time to have more instructors. So what happens is they teach all the time. They burn out. Um, and then they don't have that energy to grow the school. So right. how do you train people to help you and be a part of what you do? We have a different um, – we start hit the kids in the SWAT program just as, you know, student helpers in the group. So we start the culture of being a teacher, giving back then. And so the kids like like to do that. Um, then And then, you know, teenagers looking for their first job. And I said, well, you know, if we find someone with a talent that has that charisma or good social skills – uh, and plus good martial arts skills, we can start to breathe in. But then we make it a privilege to be a teacher. And I think mm-hmm. I think it's important to make it an elite status thing. And we do have monthly leadership classes and, you know, their teacher training. And then every week, like, you know, we'll we'll talk about when people's instructors come in for the night. And it's the only way to grow your school is you have staff. If you don't have a staff, right. you're going to be limited, limiting yourself. And like you said, you burn, you burn out. And I think, you know, yeah. like you said, to stay fresh, you know, you need to be able to take time off and do things that, that, that that will like sharpen the saw for you and uh it's critical i went to, now look, i did the first two weeks of the year i was in australia for two weeks school ran wow clockwork you know had a, a blast in time but anyway sometimes staff development sometimes go ahead when we're not around, right sometimes better when we're not around right because when we are around they tend to kind of fall back a little but when we leave and they take take control they sometimes run the school better like i remember when i would go away and travel a lot it seemed like the schools would run at a higher level of energy than when i was there because of course they were they were picking up the reins right so let me let me ask you another question um and i won't take you much more of your time because i know we've been on for quite some time but i I, what do you suggest you've been doing this for a long time i've been doing this for a long time for those school owners that are doing that you know um michael gerber calls it the crap out date when are you when you retire or when you hand it off to someone but what do you suggest for school owners that are going through a little bit of burnout um they've been doing this for so long they're not sure if they want to continue doing the exact same thing what just what are your thoughts because we're there now <laughs> well, we've been doing this for so long. How do we stay in the game and enjoy it? And you said, you know, one thing was you you get, go away on vacation and things like that. But what's your secret? Mm-hmm. I never week? thought about it because you know I I I'm excited to come to work to teach you know every day. And you know there are some days where I come in I might be a little slower. And if I if I have a day where I don't feel that energized, but I'm lucky because I have Master Duther my I, she was my student and then became my business partner here because she was going to open her school. I said stay here. And it's worked out. Yeah. And so, um, you know, we feed off each other. And so we'll make sure if we do, we train every day, either we, you know, lift weights or ride the bike or we get out and do our forms or, you know, we'll do our, you know, punch kick combinations, whatever. We do something every day. And so right. and then when we're done, we know you always feel better. And, and then, right. and then I think, I, I think that, you know, we're always in the process as, as I'm always a student. So, uh, two weeks ago, I was in California. My son's doing Philippine martial arts out there now. And so I did two, uh, five, uh, three martial arts classes in five days. Uh, wow. Two with his teacher. We did uh, stick and knife drills, Kali. And then we went to the Inosanto Academy, which has always been a dream of mine because it's right down the street yeah. from him. And that's his teacher's teacher. And we did, a, right. we did an hour and a half uh, Philippine mar- martial arts class with him, which was fantastic. Wow. You know, and I love being a student, because, and so I got out there and, and, and did all the stuff, and, you know, we, we met him and talked to him, and it was just really great, because um, I, I like learning, 
And you know, uh -huh. so we're lucky now with uh, YouTube or our, our uh, videos and things. And, you know, you have the masters come right to you every day. So there's no reason right. you can't, you know, learn to new techniques. I think if people are not right. green and growing with their own development, it's hard. But I read books about, you know, personal development and psychology and marketing and salesmanship and leadership. And so those are the things I like to read. And I just pass them on to the students. And so anyway, we do a daily we do a monthly bigger session of training with instructors and every day a smaller session, you know, to preframe okay. the classes. Now, Dwayne and I are avid readers. Dwayne, unfortunately, I, I wish he was here. He has probably have so many great questions, but Dwayne and I are avid readers and we love recommending a book. Would you recommend one book, any book right now um, that you're reading that you thought was great or something to the, to the read to the listeners? I'm trying to think. Uh, I'm always reading like four or five books at the same time. <laughs> um, okay. I'm, Me too. I, I'm reading a book on Korea because I do Korean martial arts. And so to understand the, the Korean culture, you know, I've been to Korea. And, and so it's important for me to have a little sense of route to the martial art culture. Right. In Korea. So I think right. it gives you different insight when you're training. You can pass that on, especially with things in Korea now with North and South Korea. We've been up to yeah. the MZ. It's, it's a, you know, people feel like they're a threat of war every day there. So I give a lot of credit to Korean people. Um, right. I'd like to read, I'm a big fan of Seth Godin. I have probably a half dozen of his books. Uh, Purple Cow is one of my favorites. Uh, Malcolm mm -hmm. Gladwell, uh, his books too yeah. are, 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 yeah. are very, very good. I blink. Yes. Um, and, and so I cool. think, you know, we talk about, you know, uh, repetition says 10,000 repetitions become mastery of a technique. Right. And so in his book, he talks about 10,000 repetitions. I went, I guess I wasn't the only one thinking that. You know, that's yeah. something from my old Kyoko Shin days. We did Japanese yeah. karate. 10,000 repetitions from Masoyama. Um, oh. So I think, I, I think that you need to, you know, make your mind strong, but read what you like. You, you can't, it, to force yourself through a book won't work. You got to find people, right. right? It's like teachers when I went to school. Some teachers can take a bland subject and make it interesting because they're great teachers. And so right. you have to find books, but it depends on where you're, you know, I, I think all martial arts teachers need to be working on leadership. I'm, I'm listening to Jocko Willink. He's, um, he started doing podcasts now on leadership. He's a Navy SEAL and he's a Brazilian jiu-jitsu black belt. So you can see, right. find him on, on podcasts. Um, I like to read, um, I like, I, I like to read, because Marshall's military, so I read a lot of military books. Uh, I'm reading right. a book on, on Hannibal. It was one of the great okay. generals of all time. And so I said, hmm. you know, when, when Norman Schwarzkopf was, was in the first desert war, he studied Rommel. He was the desert fox of World War II, studied right. desert war. <clears throat> and so I just find it interesting, you know, we can apply those concepts to our martial arts classes. I just make yeah. adaptations. So there's, uh, I'm trying to think what else I'm reading. I'm reading a book called Gotham. It's on uh, New York City and the development uh, my son got me for Christmas because we go to New York City oh. every year. So I'm reading oh, that's books all the time. Well, that's great. Yeah, I, I love I, I love giving it out and, and sharing. Um, Dwayne wrote Willpower Doesn't Work by Benjamin Hardy, one of his books that he recommended. Um, and uh, yeah, I'm, I'm in the middle of reading two books, one by Damon Johns from Shark Tank and also Robert Hershebeck. One thing I found interesting that I just read, he said that there's there's an actual disorder that business owners have. It's almost like bipolar disease, which is not not a bad thing, but we're all very addicted to the thrill of running our businesses and excelling and pushing. And And he said that most successful business owners have this exact character trait or flaw. It's a character trait that's good because we're driven, um, but it could be considered a flaw because that's all we think about right. is how we can 
improve our business, how we can make our businesses better, how we can make our student experience. And I almost try to not use the word business because I think that people think of business as a negative. I mean, our schools are, and I, I said this at your school as well, they're, they're like the temples of the future. This is where people come, like-minded people to right. learn and similar to churches and things like that um, with a non-religious uh, aspect right. to it. No dog religion. So, but anyway, so that's really, you know, that's really why I think that we're special. And I think that's why that you have that purple cow um, aura around you, you know, and, uh, you know, making sure that you're so different and so uniquely qualified and people are so lucky to be around somebody with your uh, ability and, and skill level and experience Thank and you. so on. So I'm really appreciative of having you on the call um, we go back a long way. We should do maybe another one like this. Absolutely. I'm sorry to the list that kind of got cut off. Um, and we, we had a little bit, some with my computer. I don't know why it happens, but I'm going to figure it out right after I get off with you. But now we're, we're um, about ready to wrap up. Do you have any final, final closing words you want to well, tell people? At, I, I think, their school? I think, you know, uh, you have to continue to educate yourself by going to people that do what you do and have them teach you how to do it. Uh, at the same time, when I say that, don't, if like we're doing some fundraising and, and my students said, one of my our black belts said, I will go to other karate school friends of mine and see how they do fundraising. I said, no, you're missing the boat. I said, go to someone that's the most successful fundraiser in the world, you know, we, right. and, and, and use their techniques. I said, we don't want to learn from people that are karate people. We want to learn people that are fundraising, professional fundraisers. So you have to go to right. the most successful people in the field. When I do to design a karate flyer, I don't look at other karate school flyers. I look at Porsche, Rolls Royce, um, right. uh, you know, places like that, you know, craft uh, food, uh, you know, eBay. I look at their advertisements because they have a lot of people with a lot of more knowledge than me creating these marketing tools. So right. I, I did learn from them, but you know, if, you know, to, to find the karate school that you want, like now we're, we start uh, master Duther and I starting, um, consulting for karate schools so people have asked us for years they come by right do that so we're starting but our niche is going to be just for tongue to those schools because okay. we can you know some people have lost their teacher or they want some advanced training so we can do on the floor and off the floor and so we right. we've done it for people and we're going to just do it more consistently now with a with a small, small yeah i specialize um really and, and by the way kevin o'leary from shark tank said that yesterday it said it's about finding that special skill it's about knowing what your value is and who you are and your niche and, and, and keep on working that niche rather than trying to be everything to everyone. Be, be to that one niche of people the best you could possibly be. And that's exactly what you just said. That's, all, that's awesome. Makes sense. But, yeah. uh, but it's been a pleasure. I hope you know, people that are watching got some tips because I love watching it. And even you know, just by watching you, you know, it inspires me to bring my energy up every day. So you have to really yeah. You have to sharpen the saw. I think that you need to do things like this to, you know, have that intellectual development every day. When I ride ride the um, the bike, or I, I have time, you know, I I put my iPad and and I listen. I started listening to podcasts because, and you know who else I like? Um, um, Tim Ferriss. He's okay. He's got some really good four hour work week about not wasting your time. You can't check your email every fifteen minutes. You never get anything done. You got yeah, like Dwayne. Once in the morning, Dwayne's once at night. Dwayne's a big proponent of that. All, you know, he'll always say, I, I'll email him and I'll wait. And I'm like, damn it, man. I emailed you three minutes ago. Right. What's taking you? 
I'm, I'm, I'm connected. I have to say Facebook, I'm on messenger. I'm on I, uh, text message. Come in. I'm always connected. So people could reach me, but I agree with you. Many people could get caught up in the, in the hamster wheel of just doing things. Right. And, and, it, and there's a lot of time wasted. So um, I, I was inspired by coming to your school. I haven't, I haven't traveled in a while. I took a little bit of a break traveling. So I went to your school next week or the week after we're going to interview Adam McCauley, who I went to his school right after yours. And, um, man, I came back fired up too. You know, I, I love a lot of things that I saw, um, the way things are being run, being around your students. So it really, it's great to be inspired by others and open, keep that open mind. So I'm really appreciative of having you here today oh, and honored. And, uh, I love talking more often and we hadn't seen each other in a little while, but yeah. it's great to be back. Well, you know, we, we, we were, we're, we've been friends for so long. If I don't see yeah. you for a year, when we pick up the conversation, it's like, we just left off five minutes ago. So exactly, that's a nice to have a relationship and friends like that. Thanks, sir. So you have a great day. I appreciate Thank it. Thank you. Thanks to all the watchers out there. I appreciate it. And uh, we'll talk to you real soon. All right. Thank you. Good luck, everybody. Have a great day. Take care. Bye.